This is the story of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, perhaps the most remarkable, certainly the most successful book ever to come out of the great publishing corporations of Ursa Minor. More popular than the Celestial Home Care Omnibus, better selling than 53 More Things to Do in Zero Gravity, and more controversial than Ulon Kalufid's trilogy of philosophical blockbusters, Where God Went Wrong, Some More of God's Greatest Mistakes, and Just Who Is This God Person Anyway? And in many of the more relaxed civilizations on the outer eastern rim of the galaxy, the Hitchhiker's Guide has already supplanted the great Encyclopedia Galactica as the standard repository of all knowledge and wisdom, because although it has many omissions, contains much that is apocryphal or at least wildly inaccurate, it scores over the older, more pedestrian work in two important ways. First, it is slightly cheaper, and second, it has the words DON'T PANIC inscribed in large, friendly letters on the cover. To tell the story of the book, it's best to tell the story of some of the minds behind it. A human from the planet Earth was one of them, though as our story opens, he no more knows his destiny than a tea leaf knows the history of the East India Company. His name is Arthur Dent, he is a 5 foot 8 ape descendant, and someone is trying to build a bypass through his home. Come off it, Mr. Dent. You can't win, you know. There's no point lying down in the path of progress. I've gone off the idea of progress. It's overrated. But surely, even you must realise that you can't lie down in front of my bulldozers indefinitely. I'm game. We'll see who rusts first. I'm afraid you're going to have to accept it, you know. This bypass has got to be built, and it is going to be built. Nothing you can say or do. Why has it got to be built? What do you mean, why has it got to be built? It's a bypass, isn't it? You've got to build bypasses. Didn't anyone consider the alternatives? There aren't any alternatives. Look, you are quite entitled to make any suggestions or protests at the appropriate time. Appropriate time? The first I heard about this was when a workman turned up at the house yesterday. I thought he'd come to clean the windows. He told me he'd come to demolish the house. He didn't tell me straight away, of course. No. First he wiped a couple of windows and charged me a tenner. Then he told me. But, Mr. Dent, the plans have been available in the planning office for the last nine months. Oh, yes, and as soon as I heard, I went down to Newark Centre to see them. You hadn't exactly gone out of your way to call much attention to them, had you? I mean, like actually telling anybody or anything? The plans were on display. And how many average members of the public are in the habit of casually dropping round at the local planning office of an evening? It's not exactly a noted social venue, is it? And even if you had popped in on the off chance that some raving bureaucrat wanted to knock your house down... The plans weren't immediately obvious to the eye, were they? That depends where you were looking. I eventually had to go down to the cellar. That's the display department. With a torch. Ah, yes. The lights had probably gone. So had the stairs. But you found the notice, didn't you? Yes. It was on display in the bottom of a locked filing cabinet, stuck in a disused lavatory, with a sign on the door saying, Beware of the leopard. Ever thought of going into advertising? It's not as if it's a particularly nice house, anyway. I happen rather to like it. Mr. Dent. Hello? Yes? Have you any idea how much damage this bulldozer would suffer if I were to let it just roll straight over you? How much? None at all. By a strange coincidence, 
None at all is exactly how much suspicion the ape descendant Arthur Dent had that one of his closest friends was not descended from an ape, but was in fact from a small planet somewhere in the vicinity of Betelgeuse. Arthur Dent's failure to suspect this reflects the care with which his best friend had blended himself into human society after a fairly shaky start. When he arrived on Earth 15 years ago, the minimal research he had done suggested to him that the name Ford Prefect would be nicely inconspicuous. He will enter our story in 30 seconds and say, Hello, Arthur. Hello, Arthur. The ape descendant will greet him in return. Ford, hi, how are you? But in deference to a million years of human evolution, he will not attempt to pick fleas off him. Earthmen are not proud of their ancestors and never invite them round to dinner. Hello, Arthur. Ford. Hi, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Look, are you busy? Well, I've just got this bulldozer to lie in front of, as it'll knock my house down. Otherwise, no, not especially. Let's go down to the pub where we can drink and have a talk. Mr Dent, we're waiting. Look, Ford, don't you understand? That man wants to knock my house down. Well, he can do that whilst you're away, can't he? But I don't want him to. Ah. Oh, dear. Ford, whatever is the matter? Nothing. Nothing's the matter. Arthur, now you listen to me. I've got to tell you the most important thing you've ever heard. And I've got to tell you now, and I've got to tell you in the L-Wagon. But why? Because you're going to need a very stiff drink. Now we have to go. No, wait, what about my house? <sighs> he wants to knock your house down. Yes. And he can't because you're lying in the way of his bulldozers. That's it. I think we can come to some arrangement. Hello? Hello. Has Mr Dent come to his senses yet? Can we for the moment assume that he hasn't? Well? Can we also assume that he's going to be lying there all day? So? So, all your men are going to be standing around here all day doing nothing? Could be. Well, if you're resigned to doing that anyway, you don't actually need him to lie there in front of the bulldozer all the time, do you? Well, no. Not exactly need as such. Right. So if you could just take it as read that he's actually there, then he and I can nip off down the pub for half an hour. Now, how does that sound? It sounds perfectly reasonable, I suppose. And if you want to pop off for a quick one yourself later on, we can always cover for you in return. Um, yes. Thanks very much. I suppose we don't actually need him there for the whole time. Excellent. So if you'd just like to come over here and lie down? What? what? Oh yes, it's very simple. My client, Mr Dent, says he will stop lying here in the mud on the sole condition that you take over from him. What are you talking about? Shh. Sorry? You want me to come and lie down there? Yes. In front of the bulldozer? Yes. Instead of Mr Dent? Yes. In the mud? In, as you say, the mud. In return for which, you will take Mr. Dent with you down to the pub? Yes. Promise? Promise. Come on, Arthur, get up, let the man lie down. Oh, and no sneakingly knocking Mr. Dent's house down while he's away, all right? What? The slightest thought hadn't even begun to speculate about the merest possibility of crossing my mind. I think we can trust him. Myself, I trust him to the end of the earth. Yes, but how far's that? About 32 minutes away. Come on, I need a drink. I'm hardly dressed to go to the park. Sure you are. By drink, Ford Prefect meant alcohol. The Encyclopedia Galactica describes alcohol as a colourless, volatile liquid formed by the fermentation of sugars and also notes its intoxicating effects on certain carbon-based life forms. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy also mentions alcohol. 
It says that the best drink in existence is the pan-galactic gargle blaster, the effect of which is like having your brain splashed out with a slice of lemon wrapped around a large gold brick. The guide also tells you on which planets the best pan-galactic gargle blasters are mixed, how much you can expect to pay for one, and what voluntary organizations exist to help you rehabilitate. The man who invented this mind-pummeling drink also invented the wisest remark ever made, which was this. Never drink more than two pan-galactic gargle blasters unless you are a 30-ton mega-elephant with bronchial pneumonia. His name is Zaphod Beeblebrox, and we shall learn more of his wisdom later.